don't know if you've ever like purchased a used car or maybe a new car and gone online to figure out what kind of reviews this car has. Maybe, maybe you've used a tool like Yelp. Maybe you've used a tool like Google Reviews. Or maybe you've even used a tool like the Better Business Bureau or Consumer Reports. See, there's a, there are tools that are specifically made for making better decisions. And those tools for making better decisions, have, well, they're pretty powerful tools, but you have to learn as a leader to use them with discretion and not discrimination, and those are different. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I spent most of my day yesterday researching. I'm Part of what I researched was some World War II history. Part of that had to do with the Midway, the Battle of Midway, which is an island halfway between Japan and Hawaii. And part of the battle was encompassed by the idea that there was a strategy in the mind of the Japanese warriors that said, if we can keep America out of the battle, if we can delay them, starting with Pearl Harbor, then we can take over the oil wells and everything that we want to in the Asian Sea, we can we can make a whole lot of progress with that if we just keep those pesky Americans out of the battle, keep them keep them out of the war. Well, part of that meant taking out the aircraft carriers and the fighter pilots, etc., of the 1940s that kind of hovered around Hawaii and the Midway Islands, because that meant from that point they could easily deploy to the area where Japan wanted to do its work in gaining oil and enterprise and you know its empire building of taking over the smaller nations. The challenge they had was that the intel that they had to work with, having no radar, having no ability to really see, like we do today with satellites, exactly where the enemy was, how close were they, how well fortified were they, how many of them were they. Uh, they didn't have that data to make decisions with. And in the end, there were several thousand Japanese warriors who were lost in the battle for Midway. Also, millions of dollars worth of equipment lost. Aircraft carriers, battleships, airplanes, because they didn't have the information necessary to make the proper decision, to carry out the proper tactics, to embrace the proper strategy. These days we find that the criticism of the win is often faulted to the amount of data gathered. I also watched this week in part of my research uh, an entire Netflix documentary called The Great Hack. Now, it's, it's obvious from my worldview that at the end of the game, this whole attack on The Great Hack had some to do with the data gathered, but it seemed a lot more to do with who was using it and what they used it for because it was a lot more focused on the end game, the end result of what happened with the data used than there was on the actual data used and the gathering of the data. But let me really address the issue of the data gathered. See, we as leaders have to make decisions and those decisions are often based on data that we've gathered, or at least they should be. Leaders should not be making a decision solely on emotion or solely on relational position, although those things should play into it. 
If you don't feel good about the decision you're making, no amount of data in the world should overcome that. There should be some innate sense in you that this just isn't right. It doesn't feel right. It's not, it's not a good thing. But just because it feels good, if there's no data to support that it's a good idea, don't go with that. Get the data to support it. Make sure that you understand why you feel the way that you do about it. Is it just an emotional sense or is it really a gut instinct? See, the data points that are gathered from various places, this particular, the great hack, was really about the data that's gathered through our social media and people that have learned how to mine the data that most people put out there willingly, like what kind of meat would you prefer or fish would you prefer or what restaurants do you like to go to or who do you hang out with or what books do you read, what movies do you watch, who do you have conversations with, what are the things you talk about in those conversations? See, that's the kind of data that advertisers like to gather. Back in the day before there was a Facebook, we used to use tools like a little tool made by a company called Axiom. You may have had one of these. It's a little tag that goes on your keychain. And when you go to the grocery store, if you want a discount, you swipe that little key tag and that little key tag would go through the database of all of the products that you just purchased. And if there were some of those products that were on sale or they were special discounts to members like the Kroger card member holder, then they would take those discounts off at the register and you would pay a different price than everybody else in the store who didn't have that key tag. And that membership was a privilege to you. What a lot of people didn't know is that I, as a marketing person at the time for a Fortune 50 company, could go to this company Axiom and say, hey, I want to know all the people that live in this zip code and also buy Gillette razors. Yep, true story. Real stuff. If I wanted to send a postcard only to people who lived in one specific zip code and bought Gillette razors at the Kroger store, I could buy that list. Why? Because you swiped the little card and by swiping the little card, you told them, here's my name and my address and this is where I live and I buy Gillette razors. But I also knew if you bought Bic razors instead of Gillette. I also knew if you bought an early pregnancy test or not or if you bought feminine hygiene products, or not, or if you bought children's toys or diapers, or not. And between that data and the homeowner's data, I could get a pretty good sense of who the family was that lived in the third house on the block. Yeah, just from the data that you willingly give. See, that's been data mining for decades. That concept is not new. The question is, as a leader, do we use that information, that data mind, that research that we put behind a project, do we use that with discretion? Meaning I need to make a decision given as much information and data as I can gather, but I need to make that decision without revealing to the whole world everything that helped me make that decision. See, I don't need to go telling you that, that Bob apparently has an early pregnancy test in this house, even though Bob is 55 years old and chances are his wife's not getting pregnant anymore, which would include the idea that maybe Bob's daughter is pregnant or his son thinks he got someone pregnant because there's only so many uses for an early pregnancy test. See, discretion says I, I might know that data, but I don't need to tell anybody that because it's not relevant to anybody other than the product set that I want to offer to sell them. So I'll either offer to sell them diapers or I won't. 
but I don't have to blab that information to anybody else. I don't need to make up a tweet or send out a postcard to the rest of the neighbors and go, hey, Bob's daughter might be, hey, I'm just saying. That's not discretion. But I also need to not be discriminatory and say, well, you know, Bob's got a daughter who's kind of like, eh, I don't know, maybe Bob isn't the guy we thought Bob was. Now, see, we don't need that either. But leaders need to make decisions with good data. Leaders need to do their research in the data that they use to make those decisions. They need to know that the sources are good. I would ask if I were staying in front of a crowd, if any of you have ever used Yelp to decide on the restaurant where you're going to have dinner. Maybe you have. Maybe you've gone to the Better Business Bureau before you hired a CPA or an attorney or a contractor to work on your house. Maybe you've used something like the Good Contractors list or Angie's list to decide if the person you're about to have in your home ripping the walls out to replace the plumbing has any clue what they're doing. That's called data mining. That's called using data for proper research and decision making. And it doesn't matter if you're a politician or a marketer, if you're launching a new church or you're opening a new sewing factory. You want to know who's around you, what kind of businesses are around you, what, what is the average thought process around you, what's the average income or the average age range, how many, how many cars do they own, how long have they lived in their home. These are all very important factors as a leader when you're making decisions. You don't want to open an Airbnb in the desert where nobody goes. You want to be in a destination where people actually visit. You don't want to buy a cruise ship and take it to the Sahara. What was the point of that? See, it's all about data. Ultimately, the battle was lost at Midway because they didn't have proper data. The Japanese lost many men and millions of dollars in equipment because they were thoroughly convinced from their research, the on-site flying of planes, that there was only one aircraft carrier in their midst. And when they sank that one, or at least left it quite crippled, when the Yorktown was first set ablaze, they thought, we've got this. There's nothing standing between us and the island. We'll go back and finish wiping out the island. And then a plane that was late reported to them, nope, that wasn't the only one. There's another one. And they still thought to themselves, well, one is crippled. It's one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one. We still have a chance. And, well, they were wrong about that, too. It wasn't one more. There were three more. And ultimately, it was the demise of that Japanese attack plan. Wrong data. Bad data used indiscriminately. They made a lot of decisions on false data and a lot of decisions with no data. Now, I can't fault them, given the time and data they lived in. Well, that was all the data they had at hand. But today we have people who have volunteered to give a whole lot more data and then come back and said, wait, I didn't expect you to actually use that data. I told you that I sat down and had broccoli at such and such a restaurant. I took a picture of it and I posted it on social media. Social media, like available for the world to see. But I didn't really expect anybody to see it. I didn't really expect anybody to make any decisions based on that. I told you that I went to this restaurant and they gave me a 20% coupon because I complained about that my soup was cold. But I didn't expect anybody to see it. And I certainly didn't want you to send me coupons for heaven's sake. You see how silly that is? Yes. Leaders need to make good decisions based on the data that they have. And today, the data that leaders have is numerous. It's, in some cases, overwhelming. You can find yourself in paralysis by analysis very quickly if you're not careful. 
You've got to use the data that's at hand. You've got to do your own research. You may include picking up some old books and reading about how things used to be in order to understand how things are and how things one day will be. It may include buying data from social media companies or direct mail companies or magazine companies. It may mean buying an ad in a magazine. You know, if, if you're gonna sell roller skates, you probably don't want to advertise in a hunting magazine. Not a whole lot of people hunting on roller skates. Also, probably not a whole lot of people on roller skates looking for ammunition. I'm just saying. But that is data-driven decision-making that leaders need to be doing. And they need to do it with discretion. They need to make sure that the sources of their data are accurate. And they need to do it without discrimination, meaning... Don't treat people unfairly just because of the data that you know about them. Cater to those that you serve. Ignore those that you don't. Move on with your life. But if you're a leader, you better be getting good data to make good decisions. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.